This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast with your hosts, Jamie Lieberman and Danielle Liss. Each week, we will help you unlock the secrets of influencer marketing through interviews with leading professionals and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Danielle. And welcome to the Businesses Influencer Marketing Podcast, episode 46. Danielle, you know it's bad when I have to look on my notepad to see what number it is. <laughs> and now we're getting up there. That part's kind of exciting. I know. I know. Our producer, Don, just mentioned we are getting close to 50 episodes. That's, that's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. I know. I'm pretty excited about this episode because today we have Annie Spano from Style Collective. We met Annie through a friend of ours who um, we appeared on her podcast, Amanda Berlin, and she runs this amazing online community for fashion bloggers and beauty bloggers and lifestyle influencers. And you know how I feel about fashion. This must have been so hard for you to do with how not into the topic you are. I, I hated every minute of it. It was miserable I know. to think about fashion. Thank you for taking one for the team for us, Jamie. Wow. It was, it was, it was hard. It was hard. You know what was actually hard was not fangirling all the fashion stuff. <laughs> <laughs> was playing it cool, which I'm not good at anyway. But the interesting thing is um, Annie and I talked a little bit about her backstory and how she started Style Collective. And we started talking a little bit about how she had this pretty terrible experience in um, her early working days of being bullied by a boss and a coworker. It got me thinking, one, about all of the many experiences you and I have had, and I'm sure many people who listen. But it also made me think about all the some of the good experiences I had before we got here. And I think about I had this one boss and mentor in my early 20s when I worked for a publishing company who was probably one of the first people to really ever truly put themselves out there and really believe in me in a workplace and what a huge impact that had on me. So we've all had those terrible bully experiences. I also like thinking about the good ones too. I think it's important to try to look back and think of those good ones because, oh man, can I give you some horror stories about life as a young associate in various types of firms. But I think that 
for me, I always, especially this has been so at the forefront of my mind as we are building our team. I don't want to be that person that you look back on as the bad boss, unless I was going to be so bad that I was like Miranda Priestly level <laughs> bad like, cause that's like a whole different art form. Um, if you guys haven't read the devil wears Prada, then sorry, <laughs> but it, it's really good. You should, but it really is important to me to look back on the people who helped me grow and who were really good bosses and try to emulate them a little bit more than the people who let's just say, don't get a spot at that table. I, st- I agree with you because I think one of the things that I think you and I have both set out to do is to change the way legal the law industry is in our little corner of the legal industry and not do things as traditional lawyers do which is a very sort of scared bullying environment in a lot of ways Um, and for us my goal is to mentor and to train and make our anybody who works with us who works for us feel as if they're just part of it and they can ask us any question and feel as if they are personally invested. So that's actually a really big deal for me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So before we jump into the interview, I want to tell everybody a little bit more about Annie and the Style Collective. Style Collective was formed as a reaction to experience that should never happen to other women. In late 2015, Annie left her job in corporate marketing after being bullied and harassed by another woman in the workplace. As a side note, Other women should just be lifting each other up. That drives me crazy. The experience left her feeling defeated and emotionally drained. Annie wished there was a better way for women to work together and help each other achieve success. Annie started a chat group for some of her new friends when she started a fashion and lifestyle blog to share ideas and support each other with the intent of promoting community over competition. The small group of women quickly grew into a large influencer network that was officially incorporated as Style Collective LLC in early 2016. Today, Style Collective continues to offer sisterhood support and empowerment for female influencers in the fashion and lifestyle industries in many ways, from discussion forums for idea sharing, to online courses and guides for influencer education, to in-person meetups and group events, opportunities to work with brands one-on-one, and the strategies you need to turn your blog into your brand and business. And now on to our interview. I am so excited for my guest today. I am here today with Annie Spano from Style Collective. Welcome to the show, Annie. Hi, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too, especially since I just talked to you yesterday. (laughs) I know, twice in one week. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, um, your company, and what it is that you do? My name is Annie, and I'm the founder and CEO of a company named Style Collective, which essentially is the largest online platform for both community and education for female fashion and lifestyle influencers. We have a whole online space that has resources, courses, guides worth more than $10,000. There's a lot on there for influencers to learn how to navigate the space, how to be successful, find their niche, and then monetize so that it could become their full-time job. And then we also have the community, which is the backbone of everything that we do at Style Collective. So um, 
couple, yeah, like hundreds of girls, um, actually 1500 girls that are part of it right now. And we have events throughout the year as well. And just like everyone being part of the community, that's a huge part of it. So community and education. I love that. I mean, that's, that's what we need, right? There's, there's so much noise and there's nothing better than sort of bringing people together to sort of help elevate them, which I know is one of your biggest missions. How did you get your start in, in this space? I know you've been doing this for a little while. Yeah, I've been doing this for two and a half years. I always tell everyone, influencers included, when they are trying to find their purpose, find their niche. Um, I've gone through the same exercise myself, but finding your purpose for leading others all comes back to reframing your life story, connecting the dots, and that ultimately leads you to find your purpose. You really have to sit down, do the work, and look at the experiences that you've gone through in your life and try to tie them together to figure out how you can make an impact in other people's lives. The whole basis of Style Collective came from a need of wanting to support other women and uplift them because I had worked in a corporate job where for five years I was bullied and harassed by another woman in the workplace. She was a director and I was at an associate level, a couple levels below her, and she made sure that I knew where I was on the totem pole. She would bully me in one-on-one meetings, in public meetings, in front of all of my colleagues, would berate me, put me down, scream at me, micromanage me. It was the worst work situation that I've ever been in. And uh, she just had absolutely no compassion for others. And so it really showed me the way that I didn't want to be treated and that I never wanted other women to ever feel that way that they had to compete against one another in order to find success and be successful in their career and their lives. Um, using that as my like my fuel to start Style Collective is, you know, that's one piece of my my leadership story, but that's where the inspiration came from. I hate hearing those stories, um, yeah. especially because we've talked about this before. I I went through some similar experiences in the legal profession. Mm-hmm. And they're so painful and brutal, but you have to think that the light at the end of the tunnel is being able to come out of it <laughs> and hopefully change that for somebody else and and teach people how that that doesn't work to motivate. Um, yeah. And using those dark experiences as the light to guide you and to find motivation to make a positive impact and make a difference in the world rather than letting it get you down and feel like you have become this person that someone else has given this title to you for like not letting someone else define the type of person that you can be or that the type of person that you are, but using it as motivation to move forward and create a difference. I I love that positive spin on what could otherwise be something really hard to get out of. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that you've turned it into something so positive, which is one of the things that attracted me to Style Collective when I was introduced to you. And beauty and fashion, you know, and lifestyle, that's that's all positive, good stuff. Now, why was that your focus? I've always loved being in the online space. And we were talking about this yesterday on my podcast, the Becoming Fearless podcast. When I was 15 and you know, it this is back in 1999. And we had just gotten the internet, I loved it. And I learned how to code websites, I learned HTML back then and was involved in forums. And I had online friends, which was really weird as a 15 year old <laughs> to have friends all over the country that some of them I still talk to now, like 
I guess, 17, 18 years later. It's crazy. But I've always loved the online space. I had a blog in 2008, 2009. And then when I moved to New Hampshire and started my corporate career, I kind of got out of the whole online thing and was focused on my career and went back to school and got my MBA full-time at night while I worked full-time during the day. And during my MBA program, an elective that I took was called online marketing communications, which was essentially social media, digital marketing. And I got re-immersed into the space. I learned about influencer marketing and I thought, wow, this is so cool how bloggers are now making an income from their blogs. Like the last time that I even was in this world was back in 2009 and bloggers were just doing it for fun as a passion project and weren't really monetizing off of it back then. But once I learned, you know, got caught up to speed with what was happening in the industry, I thought it was really interesting and I wanted to get involved somehow. So I started my own blog again. I started it up in 2015, like early 2015, late 2014, and started to get other to know other influencers within the space that had started at around the same time as me. And we were all trying to figure it out. It was so much different from when I had a blog in 2009 and from when I was like making these weird websites back in 1999. But I quickly learned that, you know, I was trying to find resources to help me learn the space. And I couldn't find any courses or any kind of help at that time. I don't know, it just like in an affordable way, I just couldn't find it. There was courses that cost like $500 or $1,000. And I'm sure that they're great. But I had just finished business school and I was $50,000 in debt from student loans between undergrad and graduate school. And the last thing I wanted to do was spend hundreds of dollars on courses. Well, I'm sure that they're great and they're effective. I just, you know, as a millennial woman being 28 years old at the time, I just couldn't afford it. So I'm like, where are all the affordable resources at? And I mm-hmm. was trying to look for them online and I, I couldn't find them. And like everything you find on Google and Pinterest, just like it didn't seem to be helping me. I couldn't piece it together. But what I did find was forming a Facebook group for my new blogging friends. We all shared what was working for us and what wasn't working for us. And we figured it out together. And I saw this magic in collaborating with one another, which was the complete opposite of what I had been experiencing during the day in my corporate job and saw that there was something really special there. And I thought to myself, like, how could I take my unique experiences? Like I, so my undergrad is in mathematics education. I was a math teacher for two years out of college. Then I got laid off during the housing economic crash and then relocated to New Hampshire and worked in corporate marketing for five years and went back to school and got my MBA. So how could I take my unique story, piece it together, you know, back to finding your story and connecting the dots of being a teacher and loving to help others, having an MBA, having corporate experience, and then also having a love for digital marketing and social media and now influencer marketing, kind of becoming an influencer of my own in a sense. I took all of those unique skills and experiences and combined it together to come up with the idea for Style Collective. And I didn't even know if it was going to work. I put together a business plan. I presented it 
to the girls who I called founding members that we had this small Facebook group together. Um, but I did like a goal hangout with them. I presented to them my idea to turn it into a business. And I asked them if they would support me in that and if they liked the idea of it, because I felt kind of weird being like, I'm going to charge money for this. Because <laughs> I just, my confidence was at such an all time low from the work bully that I just didn't know if I was okay to do that or if people thought I was going to be scamming them or ripping them off or just trying to make money off of bloggers because I didn't want that. I didn't ever want it to come across that way. I just wanted to help others, but I wanted to make a living doing it. I just didn't want to do it for free as a hobby. They all loved it and gave me thumbs up and support and helped spread the word and helped me get my first couple hundred members. And it was the right place right time. <laughs> That's amazing. It sounds like you've accidentally formed a really effective mastermind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I think it was good timing also because after I launched it, I mean, it's definitely much more competitive now being 2018. There's a lot more that's popped up. I was actually going to, to sort of touch on that because I I have a number of really great, trusted confidants, friends, people in the space who I know I could go to, tell them my idea and get really honest feedback without worrying that they were going to steal my idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you know that you could trust these women and that they would be sort of what you needed and be supportive and collaborative? Um, I think that they were all very interested in growing their own blogs and growing their own influence. And no one from that original group of 65 women has tried to rip off Style Collective and do their own version. They're just interested in following their own passion, which is building their unique influence and offering the talents and the gifts that they have to their followers. So our goals were different. My goal was to help influencers become successful and their goal is to help their followers feel good in their skin or want to get dressed every day and feel confident and so I have totally different goals from what these girls had that were part of the original group so I wasn't really too worried about that but there have been former members of Style Collective that have gone and completely copied what I've done and just tried to like rip us off so <laughs> that has happened oh. but not from the original group of girls it, it does sometimes make me sad when I see how it, it has changed the industry has changed over the last couple of years in terms of the competition because I do feel like there is a bit of a shift but there are some really awesome people out there now too so it's just sort of navigating that space can be challenging, but having sort of mm -hmm. a community like you've built, I, I imagine must help bloggers to sort of find each other as well. Yeah, it does. And like the things that I've used to help myself stand out and help my brand stand out from all of the noise and the competition that's out there are the exact things that I teach influencers to use as well to stand out amongst all the other influencers that are out there. And it's really knowing your core values, knowing what you stand for and what you believe for, who you are, what you want to do in this world and the impact that you want to make and how you're going to do it. What are you doing to help others and how are you doing it? And really having a story that explains why you're doing it, coming back to your why, like that's what connects people and makes them believe in you and identify with you and become a like a dedicated true fan that will be by your side no matter what. As much as it's like it's scary to put yourself out there on the internet 
in the online world because there's people that will criticize you or leave you hateful comments, the more that you do it and the more that people can identify with your story and say, oh my God, thank you for speaking your truth and saying that because it must have been really scary for you, but I'm going through the same thing right now and I'm so glad that I don't feel alone. If you have that scary truth, you want to put it out there, like that's how you differentiate yourself from everyone else and stay relevant when there's so much competition. Like for me, sharing the, you know, my story of going through the work bully situation, sharing my story of my mom passing away from cancer when I was 17 and learning how to adapt and grow and still continue to go for my dreams and my goals, even though it was one of the lowest points of my life. Like these are the things that inspire others and make them feel like I'm a person of integrity because I am like, I'm care about people. I'm there for them. I put my heart and soul into this and others see that and they notice the difference and they, they still by my, stay by my side through thick and thin. So that's the most important thing for influencers to really leverage is their advantage is their story and what they stand for and what they believe in. Yes, I have. I actually am looking at it right now. But one of my things that I say to myself all the time and remind myself is just be you. And I really love mm. that because, mm -hmm. you know, being also in a service business where I work with people, people are sort of buying not only what I do, but me and mm -hmm. not everybody's going to resonate with me, just as I'm sure not everybody would resonate with you. But when you find the right people, it's you just know it's a fit. And I really love that advice. It's really good. So you talked about finding your why. Um, are those some of the things that you teach in, in the membership community in the courses? Yeah, so I taught a whole workshop at the first conference that we had this year in April down here in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I live. And it was called Build Your Brand and Define Your Authentic Leadership. So in the different sessions, we went through like the state of the influencer marketing industry, this formula that I created for a successful brand to and applying it to your personal brand to attract your audience, um, discovering your own ideology and value set, which we talked a little bit about knowing your values, sharing your deepest goals and purpose that inspire action from your followers, which as a result increases your revenue because then you can partner with brands and then inspiring your followers through your unique vision. So building your mission statement, your vision statement, and then taking that next last step of becoming a transformational leader, building your empire through a deeper purpose, authentic voice and proactive long-term planning. So I did a whole session on that. It's like everything that I learned during business school that I've applied to my business and have applied into the influencer marketing space as well. And then also right now, we're doing like a summer school with the digital version of that workshop from the conference. And are you, you're planning another event in the fall, right? I think we were talking about that. Can you tell me a little bit about that event? Yeah. So it's going to be like a replay of SCCon 18, which was in April and it will be a one day event in New York on September 9th. So we'll have a panel, we'll have a workshop with our friend, Amanda Berlin, where we'll be talking about pitching the media, pitching brands and leveling up 10x in your brand deals. Um, um, and then, yeah, we'll have a couple other surprises, but September 9th, one day conference. <laughs> I'm very excited. I wouldn't miss it. You're going to be in my backyard. So I, I, I got to come. <laughs> like so close. I know. I'm excited <laughs> for that. So what's your favorite part about working with bloggers? Um, my favorite part, they are the ones that like I attract 
are so nice and thoughtful and they just want to help others. They have such good hearts. They want to help others. They want to make a difference in the world. Like these are the girls that ones that join Style Collective and stick around are the ones that have similar values and goals to me. I find the ones that join because they want to make a quick buck or they're in it because they want all the free product or they want the exposure and they want more of the extrinsic motivations of being a business owner or an influencer. Like those are the ones that don't really stick around. And that's not really my core tribe of people that I'm trying to attract anyways. So the ones that do join and stick around, like those are my girls. They want to make positive difference. They want to make an impact and they're in it because their heart is in it, not because they're just trying to make a quick buck off of brands. They're not buying fake followers or they don't have fake influence. They're in it for the right reasons. And that, you know, those are the girls that I love and I love helping them. So. And what, what trends are you now seeing like for the next year or so, or what changes have you seen since you started you know, in 14, 15 to where you are now and where you see in the next year or so? When I first started, like nobody knew what they were doing, brands included. And it still is like this. It feels like it's the wild, wild west. And there's just, there's no, nothing standardized. And I'm trying to help that (laughs) in both the influencer space and in the brand space as well. So the trends that I see are that brands are becoming more selective with who they work with. First, because um, fake followers, it's like an epidemic and the brands are really getting burned because they're working with these influencers that say they're providing a huge amount of value and then it's falling flat because that influencer went out and bought a bunch of fake followers and fake engagement. So that's hurting the industry. Um, the other thing that I've noticed as well is that brands want to work with influencers whose values and aesthetic align with the brand's mission. Um, so it they almost act as like an ambassador or an extension of the brand. And it's just a really nice organic fit. So it's even more important for influencers to know exactly what they stand for and who they are. Because not only are you going to attract your audience from those attributes, but you're also going to attract the brands that want to work with you and want to pay you for a partnership because you're attracting these like-minded individuals. That makes a lot of sense. And it, it, does, <laughs> it does really flow from that. I find that the, the clients that I work with and the bloggers that I see are most successful are just the ones that you sort of are like, yeah, that makes sense. That That's them. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it really does flow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not trying to be like everyone else who's out there. It's not being like the cookie cutter reward style blogger that posts the same type of caption and photos that they that group facilitates I mean you know there's nothing wrong with that if you want to do that but you're just not going to stand out and really shine and let your brilliance come through if you're trying to be like everybody else or follow a formula that some company is giving to you I agree with that. So what advice do you have for some of our listeners that may be new to the blogging game? (laughs) Well, first of all, join Style Collective. (laughs) Good advice. (laughs) I know. I had to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But for someone who's new to the blogging game, okay, so I would say the very first thing is patience is a virtue, especially in the influencer marketing space. I see like... I help a lot of micro influencers and the turnover rate is really high. There's a lot of girls that join and, you know, not join, but they become influencers and they just never 
take off. And after, you know, six months or a year, they just give up and they fall off. I think having that strong foundation of really doing the work and knowing what your brand is and your niche, like what you stand for, your ideal person that you would try to help. And it has to be a very specific person. It can't be like, I want to help all women feel confident in their lives. It's too broad. It's too generic. You need to go a little more specific. Like one of the girls in summer school talked, shared a story about how she had gastric bypass surgery and now she needs to figure out how to dress herself in this new way that she looks. And I said to her like, wow, that is such an interesting niche because I have family members on my husband's side that have had gastric bypass surgery and I've seen their transformation. And I'm sure they're going through this struggle where they looked one way for most of their lives. And then now they look totally different. And it's like, what do I wear? Like, how do I dress myself? And so that's a really interesting niche and interesting angle to take. So for someone starting out, like get a little bit more specific with your audience and who you're trying to help, not just women as a population, but who specifically is it like college students? Is it women that just had gastric bypass surgery? Is it, you know, plus size women who just got out of the army? And you know, there's so many different angles that you can take. And the other is patience, like content is the foundation of your blog and your influence that you're trying to build. So you have to create really awesome content. And that will help you grow your audience. And then brands will start to notice you and it all snowballs from there. So you have to just be patient and and build it. That is awesome advice. Thank you so much for taking the time. We have a couple rapid fire questions that we ask all of our podcast guests. Do you mind taking a few more minutes to answer? Yeah, of course. I'm awesome. excited about these. These are fun. I love the, I love <laughs> the answers. Fun. I get really excited to ask them. All right, Annie, coffee or tea? Okay. I have to say it like a New Yorker. <laughs> coffee. <Yes. laughs> you are my people. <laughs> I, I know. love it. You know, being in Raleigh, I've kind of lost my accent a little bit, so I had to do it. <laughs> you know, I actually didn't know I had an accent until I started traveling the country, and I was it was pointed out to me over and over and over again, so <laughs> it's, oh it's pretty funny. <laughs> Sorry, my husband's family they literally sound like they're from The Sopranos, so <laughs> you're not that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's something very comforting to me about that accent. <laughs> What is your favorite book? Um, my favorite book is True North by Bill George. I read it in business school and it totally changed my life. He's a former CEO of Medco and he's a Harvard Business School professor. So great book called True North. I, will ha I haven't read that one. I'll have to check it out. What was the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? Okay. I love this question. You know, I thought about it. I was like, what was the first thing I did? So on the one-year anniversary of Style Collective, my secret goal was to reach a 1,000 members, and I did it. So I went and I bought myself a Louis Vuitton Neverfull MM in the classic brown pattern because I've always, always wanted one. And so that was my gift to myself. That is an amazing gift and bag. I, I'm a bag <laughs> person. I don't know if I've ever told you Me this. Me too. But I... I <gasps> I have a genuine, some people call it a problem. I call it a beautiful collection, but I have, oh my gosh, I think I know we're going to be uh, asking our, we have um, the Businesses HQ is our, our Facebook group for some of our listeners and the people who um, who are in our community. And I think we're going to have to have a bad question with this, with this episode. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I could talk bags all day, but I won't, I won't. <laughs> Do you have a word for the year? A word for the year. Um, 
I guess patience. I'm not the most patient person. And so I just try to take it a day at a time and not let things stress me out too much. Yeah, maybe that would be another good word. Like don't stress because I sometimes get myself like in a panic ball and I just need to chill out. (laughs) We have a lot in common, Annie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like so high strung and type A. So I just sometimes need to take it down a notch and let things run their path. (laughs) You know, that, that honestly, it, I find that it sort of all works out when you just yeah. take a step back, but it's very hard to just sort of take that breath sometimes. So I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And when you want to have control, it's hard to sometimes um, step back and be like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, not let this consume me yes. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yes. I get it. Apple or PC? Oh, Apple. Ah, yes. Yeah, we really, I'm, I'm very excited for this event in New York, Andy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Now tell all of our listeners where they can find you. All right. Um, So you can find Style Collective on Instagram. It's at stylecollective underscore. Um, Or you can go to the website, stylecollective.us. And if you want to come check me out, I'm on Instagram as well. It's at Annie underscore Spano. Or if you want to come listen to Jamie on my podcast, uh, we have an episode with her coming out and it's called the Becoming Fearless Podcast. Thank you so much. It was so much fun to chat with you. Thank you, Jamie. Jamie, I really enjoyed that. She has so much great information to share. Annie's awesome. I'm excited because I'm pretty sure she's coming to New York in September and having an event. And I was like, I'm coming. (laughs) Oh, man. She won't be able to keep you away from that. No, it's during Fashion Week, Danielle. Fashion Week. Jamie. Oh, my goodness. I've already started planning my outfits. So we would love to hear all of your experiences, great experiences from either bosses or mentors or someone that you've worked with in the past that made you feel really good or uplifted. So we can focus on all of those fantastic stories in hopes that we can stop all of this terrible workplace bullying and harassment, particularly woman on woman. It's awful. To find us in the HQ, you can go to businessease.com slash HQ. And for the show notes for this episode, visit businessease.com com slash episode 46. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Ease Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at businessease.com. We'd really love to hang out with you in our Facebook group, the Business Ease HQ. To join, visit businessease.com slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group, for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.